baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. I got Tabor in the house running the board on this day, the 30th day of May 2018. Thank you for spending part of your morning with us. Again, it is the edge, folks. And if you're having trouble hearing us, which sometimes uh, we have issues with the atmosphere, I personally think it's global warming and other conspiracy theories, but probably not. But you go to the iTunes store, download the free Red Peach Media app, click on Sports Talk 97.7, and you can hear us to your heart's content in living color, as they used to say uh, back in the day. We're brought to you, as always, by the good Dr. David Weber. North Monroe Animal Hospital, United States Highway 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get. You can chime in with smarmy text, or you can even call us, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washita Valley Federal Credit Union hotline and text line. Jamie, uh, you're looking a little uh, worn this morning. How you doing? Uh, I am. Uh, this is this is what happens when you realize uh, things are not. Uh, at fifty eight, the body starts to abandon you, Terry. As you're, you're, you'll be approaching that shortly. Uh, no matter this uh, this uh, physique that was was chiseled in stone for so long is now giving way, and now that the brain is, uh, is is starting to go a little wayward as well. There's nothing like driving into uh, to work and finding out. Uh, having somebody else mention your son's birthday that you had completely forgotten. Uh, for better or worse, Sean Fox turns uh, 36 years old today. Uh, and one of our other good friends, uh, who is in our good, great family friend, uh, and I love her like a mother, Mike Houston, turns 91 today. And that's how I remembered actually my son's birthday was her birthday. And so these are things that happen when you get old. Uh, you forget uh, and it'll happen to you. You forget really events like that. Now, you've got to be concerned about things called anniversaries, which are huge. I understand. But uh, this is why I'm probably still not married. Is as I, I would forget, uh, you know, really important things like that. But, uh, hey, we are happy to be here. And I've got uh, – we've got uh, some programming notes. I think we're going to go on again. Sean and I will be on from 11 to 2 because we are uh, broadcasting LSU baseball from the Corvallis Regional. In Corvallis, Oregon, which I'd rather be right now because it's probably the humidity is like two percent and it's probably only seventy-five degrees, if that. So, uh, again, Terry, um, happy Wednesday, and uh, we're happy to be here. But I don't know if Cassius Marsh was happy to be in New England. <laughs> okay, I wanted to get off on this yesterday. Uh, our boy Cassius Marsh originally. Signed with LSU or did verbal to LSU? I think he had, well he visited. I think he's got no, family. He, he verbal to verbal LSU. At yeah, one point, and then yeah. decided uh, it was not comfortable for him to leave his uh, native area, so he stayed at uh, UCLA. And he is uh, making some headlines now, and, and he is a a journeyman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a twenty five year old guy. He's played nine games, 
Uh, and he had 16 tackles with the Patriots prior to being cut. Uh, the 49ers eventually signed him at the end of last year. And now he's going out there throwing shade at the New England Patriots. And uh, here's this quote, Jamie. And, and you millennials are going to go, I completely understand what he's talking about. Everybody else, you know, like people that work for a living are going to go, what what a moron. Here's this quote. They don't have fun there, Marsh said, talking about the Patriots. Uh, the San Francisco Chronicle reported this. There's nothing fun about it. There's nothing happy about it. I didn't enjoy any of my time there. You know what I'm saying? It made me for the first time in my life think about not playing football because I hated it that much. He went on. I confronted Bill Belichick about it, the things that were going on. I won't get into detail, but it was BS things like they were doing. I just wasn't a fan. And so basically without asking to get cut, I kind of asked to get cut. Wait, without asking to get cut, no, I this asked is the to quote. get cut. Yeah. So I'm, I'm reading it in his voice. Basically, without asking to get cut, I kind of asked to get cut. I didn't ask the girl to break up with me, but I, I, I wanted her to break up. I mean, come on. I have confidence that I would have an opportunity elsewhere, and I would take advantage of Okay, where do I start? <laughs> let, let, let's try this one. You guys out there, we have uh, we have a lot of police officers and military and salespeople and delivery drivers and business people and teachers and coaches. You know, the spectrum of American work society that we're fortunate enough, a lot of them get to listen to our show, and mm -hmm. most of them say kind things. Most my, of them. my friends don't. But other than that, uh, the, the, the thing that they have in common, most of these people are at work. And so when you get up in the morning and you tell your wife or significant other or whoever goodbye, hi, honey, I'm off to have fun today. No, you go to work, right? You, you go to work. That's why it's called That's work. That's why it's called work, right? I didn't have any fun. Is that just – do you want to just hit this guy in the face with a shovel like Bugs Bunny and the Roadrunner back in the day? you got to be kidding me, dude. Well – I didn't have any fun, Jamie. It was, they expected me to work there. And it I almost wasn't wanted to quit fun. football. Well, I almost wanted to quit football. Uh, that, I would say most of people that are thinking about quitting uh, – I'd say go ahead because – and a lot of them may get an opportunity this fall uh, simply because you're going to – probably you enjoy playing football and being paid a hook of a lot more than your next chosen profession. I don't know unless you become a U.S. congressman. Please, God, let that guy line up across from me if I'm a professional football player. Mm -hmm. Please let me make a living out of beating people like that. It wasn't, Jamie. The Patriots, you know, the most successful NFL organization arguably ever over well, a period of time. They didn't have – you mean they actually worked and, like, got stuff done there and, you know, expected you to do things? Well, I just – it wasn't fun. Well, and, and you're hearing a lot of this really coming out now after all these years with, with supposedly Brady's and Belichick's relationship is, is strained. Who cares? It works. Uh, it's a proven plan. You're right. And he's not going to change, that's for sure, um, to accommodate, you know, these uh, people that are all of a sudden like Gronk and everybody that's all of a sudden this is a miserable existence in, in Boston. I would think the weather would kind of bother me more so than – than playing for Belichick, but then again, Belichick is like oh. a cold. Belichick's personality is a whole lot like a winter storm. Uh, we understand that, but uh, he is what he, his he's got a proven successful uh, formula that you know Nick Saban has is part of that tree. Um, it is a business like approach. I don't know Cassius March. 
probably would have been better off at UCLA anyway because it's, it's a little more, how do they say, laid-back lifestyle on the coast. Uh, he, you know, it's, it's, it's serious business um, other places. Um, whether he lands, you know, for a long period of time in San Francisco, who knows. But, yeah, this is a kid that uh, either had family ties, parents or whatever, went to LSU and ended up signing with UCLA where they were living on the coast. And uh, I don't think we'll see him back in this area anytime soon. But we won't see him in the uh, in the New England area as well because he says that's such a miserable existence. Um, Terry, most of us, you're right, don't have that opportunity to uh, name our place of, of employment sometimes or – what the working conditions are going to be, uh, we can't dictate that. And I would find a way. I would probably be unhappy until I got my first paycheck and realizing I could probably settle about half the debt I'd accumulated in my life up to this point, if not 75% of it, with my first NFL paycheck. And that's what you do. You simply, you know, you you deal with it. A lot of people have dealt with it because the uh, the results speak for themselves. And then after a period of time, if you want to leave because your skill sets have gotten to a point where you can, you are. I mean, in a lot of us, free agency for most of us means we're unemployed. Well, um, so Cassie is March to, to, to go further on this. And, you know, if they hadn't canceled the Roseanne show, he might have been a lead guest on here based on his tweets. Because everything, again, is, is how you feel. Uh, so a Patriots fan, a guy named Burt Macklin, uh, puts out a tweet. This is back uh, back in uh, October, right? Early October. Patriots, please cut uh, Cash, and, and, and the guy's nickname is King Cash, 7191. He's the worst player to ever don a Patriots jersey. You know, and if you're in the public eye, Jamie, if you're Barack Obama, if you're Donald Trump, if you're Steve Kerr, uh, if, if you're LeBron James, it doesn't matter. You're going to get criticized. Right. And a lot of it is going to be filthy, vile rhetoric that people are going to throw your way. All right? Initially, you want to respond. You do. If you call me something on Twitter, I want to respond as a man. Right? The problem is you can't. I guess you can. Uh, Cassius March to this tweet. Um, and, and i got to edit this. So he replied to Cassius March is replying to the guy that sent the tweet, and to the Patriots organization. He includes them on this tweet. Uh, expletive deleted, you. You were probably riding a body part like another really expletive deleted. Don't hop back on when I get another sack either. Expletive deleted, you fake fan. Hmm. Does that tell you a little bit about Mr. Marsh? So he's responding to people that paid their money to buy tickets to watch him play. Yes. That's his response to it. Yes. So he could make a living better than three times more than what they made. He didn't have fun going to work. Moron. That's why they call it work. I mean, we all, Jamie, in everybody's work, I mean, sans if you're working in prison or something, uh, it's not something you would probably choose to do just to go hang out and have a good time. But you all have little pockets of time when you're working. I know you did at State Farm. I've mm -hmm. done it. Remember, there's people that you like being around and you have a good time while you're working. And yeah. you can make it somewhat enjoyable in some of the cases. You know, if you're working at a Pennsylvania steel mill, hey, yeah, probably not nearly as much. But uh, they're paying this guy half a million dollars a year, and he's whining and complaining 
It's not fun. It made me think about quitting football. Dude, go apply at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Go go have to get up and do an 8-hour, 10-hour, 12-hour day like most normal people in the world have to do and then check yourself. I think everybody would have been fine if he said it just wasn't one of my – I didn't play up to my expectations. Uh, he was mad where they were playing him. Yeah. They don't understand my abilities. Let's see. I've got you, which you're a complete and utter moron. You can't you can't follow through with any of the things that you want to do or that your your commitments. And you got Belichick and the Patriots who have won, you know, basically the most successful football franchise ever. And uh, you're going to tell them what to, I confronted Belichick. Yeah, I'm sure you did, tough guy. Not for long, he didn't. And and I think this is the uh, Terry to your point. It's there are in every job that you've had, and most of you can relate to this. There are the things sometimes that make it the job even worth it are the people you work with. Because uh, the job I've had jobs where I've loved the people, but I wasn't very good at the job, or you know I didn't enjoy what I did. But I marshaled through as long as I could until you know I couldn't any longer. And but I never I am always grateful for an opportunity to earn a living to make money. Uh, no matter if I was successful at it or not. Um, I happened to be at one place a lot longer than another in, in corporate America, but, you know, there at the end I wasn't happy either. But um, I did have a great, you know, it, it provided for me. It allowed me to provide for my son and for for other people in my life. Um, and that is what you've had to do that as well, Terry. I mean, you've done some things that, fortunately, I think you were a long time in a profession where you're obviously very good at. You get over even to this day. You know, people still approach you about possibilities, which is something to be said. I don't think necessarily I get approached about any kind of opportunities like you do, but I think that speaks to the respect you've earned in that arena. And I don't care whether it's, you know, whether you're the best. Uh, I, I read about the the grave digger in New Orleans yesterday that it's how many graves. He's dug like over 10,000 graves. But you know what? He's the best one at it. He's the best one at it in the city. He digs graves in three cemeteries in New Orleans. And I'm thinking, you know, when I leave this world, I wish someone would think that I was that good at something. And he is. And and to me, you don't throw shade at people that give you a paycheck, at least for a long period of time. At least try to keep it between friends. Don't go public like that over Twitter or Facebook. Interesting stuff. We come back. I've got a Richie Incognito update. You know, Jonathan, uh, the guy that he bullied, Jonathan Martin, kind of went nuts here a while yeah, back. Yeah, sure did. Uh, put some cryptic Twitter stuff out there, Instagram, guns, and threatened to shoot up people. Well, his uh, <clears throat> antagonist, Richie Incognito, uh, who, saw, who saw this one? Richie having some mental issues. Ooh. We'll discuss this and more when we return. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, Tabor, running the board. This segment brought to you by our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specialized in criminal defense, wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby's the man for you. Give him a call today, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. The edge rolls after this. And welcome back in. Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Fox, the edge here. This segment sponsored by our friends, Billy Justice and Vantage. All right. So the last time we checked on Richie Incognito, he had been because uh, he's a very good offensive lineman. He is right. He, he's he, a good offensive well, lineman. Well, was what well, was and might come back. Who might knows? come back. Well, he, he might have some other uh, <laughs> obligations here. Once he <laughs> negotiates the legal system, he yeah, might he's be back. Uh, Rich. Richie is taking a new thing. Anyway, this was CBSSports.com. Uh, there was a nine eleven call at a facility, and this was. Uh, let me check on this. 
last week, Jamie. Yeah, just last week. Um, a facility and said that he was working out in an outdoor portion of the gym. It's a weightlifting gym. When Richie Incognito began harassing him. And no, the man was not Jonathan Martin. No. You know, Richie bullied a guy that's like 6'5", 340. So, you know, I'm thinking most people are not that size. <laughs> and so, anyway, on the statement, the police statement said, the gentleman threw a tennis ball at me for no reason. Then he started throwing expletives at me. Then he tried to mow me over with a sled, and he started yelling at me like he was going to kick me, uh, kick my tail. I'm having to uh, edit this. And then he started beating up on all the equipment. On the call, you can hear Richie Cognito yelling at the man who finally decides that he is going to walk away. Uh, according to police, the man claims Incognito told him to get out of my playground and nearly hit his leg with a weight sled. <laughs> it gets weirder. According to the report, uh, when the police came, Richie Incognito told police officers he was training and upset because the man in question was essentially trying to steal his National Security Agency documents. Yeah, I'm going to let you marinate on that one. He told the cops, hey, look, the dude that I tried to mow down with the sled was trying to steal my National Security Agency documents. Uh, the, the quote from Ignito, there's a guy walking around with headphones on. Mm -hmm. I'm running NSA class level three documents through my phone. I don't have anybody in Bluetooth capability of me or taking pictures of me. Incognito then told officers he was unable to disclose further information about his phone and his government because he was under, contra under contract. And uh, he was released by the, uh, by the bills. He was put on the reserve retired list. After he requested the team give him his freedom, he told police officers they did not have high enough clearance to find out the details. Uh, cuckoo. cuckoo. I would like to tell it. I'm just going to take my chance today if I get uh, get pulled over, which – Generally happens I, just because I, I get freaked out around I, cops. And, I have a better excuse for you. Okay. The, the story continues. You don't have enough clearance. The rest of the story. Well, no, okay. you don't have clearance. Yeah. According to the police officer's report, report Richie Incognito's speech was very erratic mm -hmm. and would suddenly change subject matter to something different. Okay, I, I get that. He also told, Richie Incognito told the police officers he was taking a workout supplement Okay. Uh, here we go. D Dietrich and Billy Bell and Scott Lee and Bristow and all you strength guys. I I've never heard of this. Uh, he was taking a workout supplement known as Shroom Tech. Okay. <laughs> uh, let's do a little background work on Shroom Tech. Oh, it, it actually exists. It does. And, and I had a friend of mine, uh, a guy from Arkansas that I used to work with, would, would swear by, I I'm going to butcher this name. And and Gary and, and Ed are going. Please don't. But but I promise you, this is this is all part of the the job description here is education, right? So and and we're talking about the legalization of marijuana anyway. So I think this will this will fall right into it. And then we'll get back to Richie Incognito and how how maybe the shroom tech supplement impacted his rational thinking, assuming that he's capable of it. There is a a mushroom I think, and those please feel free to text in called Coelacylum mushroom Coelacylum. I don't know. I can't pronounce it. I can't say. But apparently, it will make you watch Monkey's Toten Dinner Buckets. It will absolutely put you into a, a, you know, like everything's a laser light show or something. I've never done it. It's something you condense, put into a broth-like structure, and drink it. And these, of course, are people that, you know, all my former 
you know, this is this is what I understand works. Now, how does this give you superhuman strength? I don't know. But it may have properties in it that helps you work out better. But it also, as you can see, has a hallucinogenic effect to it that makes you see aliens and things like that. It makes you want to throw dumbbells at people and other uh, large objects. Well, look, even for the state of Florida, <laughs> this is pretty wild. It's a former NFL player. Uh, goes off the reservation, takes some kind of shroom tech supplement, yes, which caused him to believe everybody around him yes. was a government official tracking him down. And I feel that way when I come into work in the morning sometimes. There's all kinds of government officials you know, around Richie, me. if you're a spy at like 6'5", 300, dude, you got to be the worst spy of all time. Yeah. Hey, go hide. Where, where can I, I can disguise myself as a refrigerator. Well, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna come down a little bit, and, and here we are dealing with two, I think, you know, and then Jonathan Marvin lately, the guy Martin, that yeah. Martin, thank you, the one that he he was supposedly a cop. Both of these now Martin was originally arrested, if you recall back, for a cache of of guns he had that he was. You it's know, some cryptic social media yeah. messages, mm-hmm. including any name Richie Incognito. Yeah, his he was, high school, and the caption on it was, "When you're bullied, you have two options: suicide or revenge." Whoa, and 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 you know we're talking about uh, you know. This takes workplace violence to a whole kind of new level now, doesn't it? And uh, maybe send Cassius Martin to counseling. Yeah, possibly so. I mean, he may be the obviously Cassius Martin has a, a, a way with the vocabulary. I'm not having he, any fun counseling people. Yeah, yeah, what he tells some of the New England Patriots to do is interesting as well. But I don't know if we can blame Shroom Tech on that or, or whatever. But um, I'm Terry. I pre- appreciate you bringing because I may, you know, here pretty soon. I might. I kind of want to start back into getting. Get into exercise again, assuming that I Shroom can. Tech, Jamie. Well, uh, You're a secret agent man. If it makes me see, uh, if it makes me go around telling uh, policemen that I don't think they've got proper clearance, I've I, I wanted to say we that. We should try that times, next time you get stopped. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't think you got proper clearance, Mister Voxy. I need your yeah. license registration. I'm sorry, officer. You, you don't, don't have the proper clearance. You know, <laughs> see how that works. See how that works for you. There's, there's there's a lot of times I've wanted to do that, but. I've refrained. You don't have the proper clearance to see yeah. my license. But, but uh, you're going to have to let me go on my word. Can you imagine now? I mean, you're thinking you're getting pulled over for like a, a – that could be the next big thing. You're, you're, you're pulled over for uh, – you know, and I've recounted to you many times in the audience about my experience with pot brownies, right? Yes. It wasn't a pleasant experience, right? So I can only imagine if I reacted that way uh, to, to that, how I would uh, probably relate to shroom – Tech, the supplement, by the way, not a, uh, not necessarily for medicinal purposes, just simply to make you stronger, and apparently more paranoid than ever. Um, and I don't need any help with that. I, I get paranoid pretty good on a, on a daily basis, so I don't need any uh, supplement to help me get any more paranoid than I already am. Uh, but when you start throwing dumbbells at people and you start, uh, you know, getting violent, you can kind of understand why this would be a. Uh, not a good way to go. Uh, if you're a team looking for, I don't know, we really need to plug in that left guard or right guard that's missing in our organization. And uh, I don't really think I'm going to uh, check the waiver wire for Richie Incognito first. Hey, well, Kevo is, uh, has come on board for you, man. He said you can go with him to the gym every morning at 4.30, and he's not going to attack you incognito style. Uh, Kevo, at 4.30 in the morning, I don't know what I'll be doing Uh First of all, I, I do. I'm asleep. First of all, Kevo doesn't take shroom tech. He he drinks dragon blood. That's what Kevin does. He, he doesn't sleep. He, he's got these, you know, he, he sleeps about three or four hours a night. I don't know how he does it. 
but he drinks these little these little bottle things that are that are legal, by the way. They're not Shroom Tech. Shroom and, Tech and is legal. Is, uh, I just pulled it up. Completely yeah, legal. Four thirty <laughs> in the morning. I'm going to be doing something that I hope one day will be uh, equally beneficial for all of us, uh, but it won't be uh, lifting weights. I generally don't believe in doing that before. Oh, I don't know, nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I don't think it's good for your heart. I think I think you got to you know kind of ease into your day. Uh, maybe maybe drink a little shroom juice well, to get Kenny, your day started. But Ken, I mean, ease into it. Kenny's got a couple things. He goes two words: roid rage. <laughs> so you think <laughs> well, incognito? I guess it could be that way. Uh, maybe he took a little steroids here once or twice. I think now. Don't hold me. Possibly. This. I, I believe Richie Incognito in his day went to Nebraska, and Nebraska was one of the first schools that came out and went. I think these guys, I know these guys are quote unquote corn fed, but I think there's something in that corn. Richie Cognito is actually a '80s Russian weightlifter female. That's what's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. yes, he's uh, transgendered. Uh, Craig and West Monroe, I love Richie Cognito. I want him to give me life advice. <laughs> well, he had, can you imagine Incognito and Cassius Marsh doing a radio show together? After I would a, tune in for that. I would take our show off the air to listen to those two. After going out the night before and having a bender on whatever they do, and then just, you know, hey, uh, let's You uh, could let's attack the, fans? Yeah, let's go to the Cassius and Richie show. Hey, and if you're Cassius Marsh, it's Marsh, right? It's Cassius Marsh. If you're yeah. Cassius Marsh, you have a lot of energy to beat up fans because you're sure not exerting any of it during a game because you don't play. Well, he have, apparently he has more fun beating up the fans than he does playing. No fun not playing. <laughs> no, I just can't believe I'm not playing. Exactly. Belichick doesn't know what he's doing. Well, <laughs> hey, you know, this is, there's all kinds of ways to make a living, right? And uh, Richie Incognito may be, uh, this time next week, he could be the starting left guard for the Saints. He oh, is so. incognito. He, he needs to be, absolutely. You know, it's the Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Keep the text rolling, 888 which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. You can also... Realize that this segment of our show is sponsored by my friend, Mr. Ben Pitts and GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, which is Louisiana Special Olympics. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Tabor running the board. This segment of the show brought to you by our friends at Spa Nouvelle. Pair for the special people in your life, folks. Hook them up with a Spa Nouvelle gift certificate. Lammy Lane in Monroe, 318-807-1060. Spa Nouvelle. Go a couple shouts out here. Um... My boy Scott down in South Louisiana listening on uh, the app. I had um, five or six people. Glad text you're me doing on the that. App <clears throat> this morning, Jamie, because uh, I think I put that on Facebook right as we were going on this morning. Hey, download the app, listen to it. We get people like all over the country that listen. It's, uh, it's which is a little scary, humbling. but yeah, yes. so it's, it's very humbling. So, which means we can make people mad literally in Minnesota. In Minnesota, mm-hmm. which is uh, a good deal, right? It is a good deal. And we'll take it uh, wherever you are. We'll uh, we'll take, uh, as, as Terry's often say, uh, swarmy, slimy remarks, mainly aimed at me. Usually. Yeah. Usually aimed at me, and that's okay. Um, You're not going to hit me with a sled, are you? No, and I'm not going to be like Cassius Marsh. I'm not going to go, I didn't have fun today because somebody called me a, you know, a little twerp, which that's one of the nicer things I've been called. So, um, anyway, we've you know, got. I realize that I'm probably the second tallest person. It's Sports Talk 97.7 behind uh, behind Kramer. Yeah. Well, here's the thing: at my height, you always that. have uh, you always have somebody to look up to. I, I've always got somebody, and, and usually, usually it's a jockey, you know, somewhere. But uh, in this case, it's you and, and every everybody else that works for uh, Sports Talk 97.7. I think John and I, even I, I think I even 
John's taller than I am. And uh, are you taller than Kevo? Uh, it's a it's a standoff, really. I think I think Kevo's got Stand me about off? an inch or two. Yeah, well, I think he's got me about. An, but otherwise, I mean, listen, it's 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 uh, with me, Terry. It's my sexual persona. Uh, it's 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 the thing that I I look. I, I kind of feel like Richie Incognito after the uh, the shrooms, ingesting the shrooms. I there's a lot of days I just feel a lot taller when I take my supplements. And usually it's in the past it's been like a fifth of Jack Daniels, but. Now I don't. I try to stay away from that and intend to to stick with the supplements, and uh, as as a result, I'm I'm beginning to uh, reacquire my formerly toned and, and athletic body. So uh, that that may be the envy of all my friends. Dude, I'm going to test what's in your coffee over there. Uh, I have not had coffee. Well, I have had coffee this morning, uh, but again, it didn't have any supplement in it that I'm aware of. Um, but we are. Um, and talking about somebody who needs a little less coffee or caffeine is uh, is our good friend down I-20 in Tuscaloosa, sometimes known as Tuscavegas, uh, Nick Saban. Title Town. Title Town. Again, he is all-knowing, all-seeing. Uh, all-doing. Uh, <laughs> Mike's yeah, everything. Everybody defers to St. Nick. But uh, I have to admit, he's got a point, uh, but I think he sees it as, as I do. And a lot of people that this is going to be kind of an open season, which he doesn't want to see happen. But he, as he even he's been the beneficiary as well. But he's also this is one of the bad things about having a program so strong, and you and you bring in players every year better than what you brought in the year before. Players eventually are going to want to have right. playing time. Here, here's the issue, and Saban addressed this the other day, and I'm going to tell you right off the bat, I, I'm on board with Saban on this. Uh, Saban has made news, but for and the media says he blocks his players from transferring within the Southeastern Conference. Saban said, look, I don't know why you're on me. It is a conference rule. It's not a Nick Saban rule. So here's the deal. If you decide as a football basketball player that you don't want to play at your school anymore, you go in and get a release. Now, for example, if uh, you're at uh, – oh, I don't know, University of Texas. And you say, you know what, Texas is just not for me. They changed the coaches. I don't like the orange, the burnt orange. The cafeteria lady's not giving me enough tacos. Whatever the deal is, right? I want to leave. You go get your release from Texas, you're pretty much free to go anywhere in America outside the Big 12 Conference. Sometimes they will put stipulations on there. For example, uh, you, we're not going to let you go to Texas A&M. Although that's not the Big 12, because one of our former coaches is there, and we don't want to open that 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 box. And so Nick Saban, that was the the Marie Smith kid, he uh, wanted to transfer to Georgia. That was two years ago, yep. right? Uh, this year he blocked uh, Brandon Kennedy, mm-hmm. who wants to go to either to Auburn or Tennessee, and everybody's uh, all upset about it. Now under the current Southeastern Conference policy, this is what they all have to go by. Saban goes by it. Let's buy or. Uh, Boy, that was Freudian. LSU goes by it. Vander, everybody goes by it in the Southeastern Conference. Players are unable to transfer within the conference without a waiver. If they choose to transfer anyway, which you can do, you can go to any school you want in the Southeastern Conference. You have to sit out a year. That's just what the rules are. And so Saban said, look, if we agree in the SEC at these meetings that we're going to have free agency in our league and everybody can go wherever they want to go, 
when they graduate and that's what's best for the game, then I think that's what we should do. Let's get a consensus. Mm-hmm. If we th- hey, if you could graduate and you can go anywhere in the world, that's fine. But let's vote on it and let's let's come up with a policy. Um, and Brandon Kennedy can go where he wants to go. But if we do that, if we don't do that, why is it on me? Because we have a conference rule that says he can't do it, and he can't do it, and he's supposed to sit out a year. So why are, is everybody on me? It's not my decision. It's a conference rule. Saban said, look, quote, I always give people releases. And he has a release to go wherever he wants to go. But the conference rule says he can't go within the conference. Uh, so why is that on me? Why is the Maurice Smith thing on me? So Saban's concern is basically free agency. And he goes further. And uh, if, for you guys that don't think Saban's a sharp individual, you're, you're kidding yourself. I don't care if you like him or not. That's like people that don't like LeBron. He's not very good. Okay, you're an idiot. The guy is, is incredibly good. You don't have to like him, but he's really good. Saban, extra, exceptionally good at what he does. Saban said, let me pose a question. If we make a rule that guys can transfer wherever they want, how are we supposed to get people to do what they should do? I'm not talking about pro football players. I'm talking about his people. I'm talking about making good choices and decisions. If a guy is missing class and I tell the guy, hey, you're not going to play in this game because you're missing class, which I've done on occasion, and he says, I'm transferring. Is that a good thing? Uh, Now, Kirby Smart, who came from Saban, and he's the head coach of Georgia now, he proposed lifting the restrictions on interconference transfers last year, and his idea was met mostly with silence. Now he said, I got a little bit more steam. Most people get a graduate degree where they get somewhere other than where they got their undergrad from usually somewhere else. So if they're going to graduate school for that purpose, I don't see an issue. What do you think, Jamie? Should we just let them go wherever they want to go? Here's where I think the the difference is and where I think it will be addressed first. Graduate transfer as opposed to undergraduate transfers. If you fulfill the obligation, whether you've been in a school for four or five years, you're a redshirted or whatever, and you want to spend your last year somewhere else, then that's where I think the SEC has got to address it first. I believe that uh, Doug Sankey uh, had to intervene in the Maurice Smith situation. I feel like he'll have to, Commissioner Sankey will have to uh, intervene in the uh, Brandon Kennedy case as well because in both cases we're talking about graduate transfers who have fulfilled their obligation as far as academic requirements and so forth. Will the rules still be? Now, Here's what Nick Saban, Nick Saban brought this out, and he's right, but the sword cuts both ways. He's been the beneficiary of, and as he said, that if we're going to do that, he says, I can tell you, we're going to benefit from it because there will be some players who are, who want to win a national title or in their minds think they can win one in Alabama. This will eventually come back to him, and it has. Jonathan Taylor, who got kicked out of Georgia, came and he got, simply got kicked out of Alabama shortly thereafter, but... My point being that this will cut both ways. He'll be the beneficiary of it, and he'll also – and I know that there's enough about Nick Saban that everybody knows he's going to try to keep a guy until he's absolutely convinced he's got somebody else on that roster that he can put in his place that he won't be missed once that guy's gone. That is the case right now with Brandon Kennedy. Brandon Kennedy has been as high as second team. He's been a co-starter. He simply wants, and if the thing about it is, if you're really that concerned about the kids staying in conference, then if he's that, if he's not, if he's that good, uh, 
Is that why you're concerned, or you don't care about losing him because you're not concerned about him starting against you? Uh, and that's that's the thing. I mean, until these coaches, it's all about depth. And if they can find somebody just as good as – if he knows right now he's got somebody just as good as Brandon Kennedy to step into his place, I don't think he's got as big a problem. Right now, that question has not been answered until fall camp. Uh, I'm gonna... So he's going to – he's got to answer a lot of questions about, okay, this kid's done his academic homework. I And here's the thing, too, Terry, that we forget. This is this is where the, the rubber is going to meet the road. The coaches never have to sit out anywhere where they go, and they go for a hell of a lot more money than these kids do. And so the coaches somewhat have egg on their face explaining why they can leave without any restrictions. That's where I think – Because you're dealing with amateur athletes, Jamie. Well, you know – There's an amateurism. I mean, look, if we can say what we want to about it, the NCAA – Well, then they're going to start paying them is what's okay, going to happen. Okay, let's just start paying everybody and we do salary That's, that's what I hate. That's what I, I mean, think is going to happen. That's what we're going to do, yeah. but don't well, – I know. Look, the reason the coaches and administrators and presidents and the, the fry cook uh, in the school cafeteria can go other places is because they're professionals at what they do. They've been deemed professionals by taking money for what they do. In the NCAA, in collegiate athletics, NAIA or junior college, whatever, whatever governing body there is, you are deemed a amateur athlete. Now, we can all go tongue-in-cheek and wink-wink, nod-nod, and say they're not, but they are. That's the way they're classified. And so the people that, well, the coaches can go wherever they want. Well, that's true. They can. Uh, you're As an athlete, you sign an agreement with a school. The school says, we're going to give you X number of dollars toward a scholarship, toward your food, toward your education, and in return, you're going to represent us on the football, basketball field, court, whatever. Majority of these people aren't going professional. The overwhelming majority of them. And so, I mean, do you think like at Appalachian State right now or, or, or Louisiana Tech or ULM or LSU, the majority of those kids are not going to play professional sports. They're just not. And so they're trading their skill set for an opportunity to better their life with an education from LSU or ULM or Tech or Grambling or whatever. And so that's the trade-off. Now, you know, you have the people that want to pay everybody. Very few of these, the, the, the Power 5 programs make a lot of money through the television contracts. The coaches make a ton of money. But, you know, I see Saban's point. And Saban's point is like all these other coaches. That's why nobody voiced opinion. You don't want people to have competitive advantage. It has nothing to do with whether or not you have another offensive lineman or this is a linebacker or whatever. But it gives you better depth if you've got Brandon okay, Kennedy. It's not even and, about and that. Alabama, you got depth to begin with. I mean, well, then you're not bitching about losing a second team. No, you're missing the whole point. Tackle. You're missing the whole okay. whole point. All right. Here's the point. And, and I've been in this position, and it bit me in the butt. I released a kid one time. He's a nice kid. He wasn't going to play for me. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't good enough. I took him as a favor to somebody. He wasn't good enough, Jamie. Yeah. And so, nice kid, worked hard every day. He was never going to play. So he came in and we talked. He goes, Coach, I got a chance to go to another school in, in the league. They really want me. The coaches call me. Mm-hmm. And against my better judgment, I let him transfer in the league. Well, this dude's like Reggie Miller against us for the next two years. He doesn't do anything. Against, he is not going to do anything out. for you, but yeah. he does a lot against you. Uh, oh, he's yeah. killing you. I'm like, what yeah. in the world? But he had extra motivation. All right. We ended up beating him, but it was a little bit closer probably than what it should have been. But anyway, that's what Sam was talking it. about. We spent all it. this money yeah. developing and recruiting these kids. And now all of a sudden, if they get mad, hey, Jamie, I'm going to bump you to second team, or you know what? You're going to have some extra sprints. Well, I'll just transfer. And, you know, 
Next week, you're eligible somewhere else. You open Pandora's box. That's the issue. I mean, Alabama, well, I don't take issue with that. I Alabama's know Alabama's not worried about the. Or, and then there's LSU, and we haven't even got into uh, cost of attendance yet. Yeah, I mean that, just, that's a yeah. whole other thing. Yeah. I had a conversation last week uh, with two guys, uh, one college football, one college basketball guy at the Division One level. Uh, I won't reveal names, but some interesting, interesting points. This is Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. Along these same lines, we come back to shut it down. This segment brought to you by, who are we bringing it by this time? Well, we've got Dr. Weber. We've got uh, G.B. Cooley. We've got. Uh, We're going to go Spa Novell again. After this one, we need Spa Novell. Nick Saban needs Spa Novell worse than anybody. 807 1060. Let me lay him in a row. Back in a minute, folks. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, The Edge. Solving the world's Solving skills. the world's problems. Uh, Richie and Bienville. Uh, Richie has given us the uh, shroom tech recipe, no medical side effects. Okay. Uh, loaded with caffeine, which people handle in large amounts differently. Sounds like it turned into a speeding lab rat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. Which it wouldn't be the first time Richie Incognito has been called a speeding rab Lab rat. Or just a speeding rat altogether. Yes, mostly rat. Um, but going back to Saban, Jamie, um, there's a lot that goes into this. Again, I think Saban has a very legitimate point. Change the rule. Okay? Uh, if you're in a town and they have a speed zone of 25 miles an hour and you keep getting tickets, you got two options. Well, you got three options. Keep getting tickets, pay the ticket, or get the speed limit changed. All right, that, that's your options. It don't matter how you feel about that 25-mile-an-hour speed. I don't feel like that's appropriate. Well, that's great. Here are what the rules are. Uh, that, here's the recourse that you have to do. And so I think Saban is right, but the coaches are not going to go for that. Kirby Smart right now, look, the Alabama players that are sitting out, and Kirby Smart's going to change his mind on this rule in another year. When people start going like Jeremy Pruitt went to Tennessee, well, all of a sudden, people that are at Georgia now that Jeremy Pruitt recruited at Alabama, they're going, eh, you know, I think I might do better at Tennessee and have a better chance. I mean, it just becomes free agency. And just, I can go wherever I want to go. You know, you see that a lot in high school now. It's free agency in high school. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't like the, you know, I don't like the coach. I don't like the fact that I had a third-period history class. Uh, I don't like the fact that he wouldn't play me at the guard. I mean, it's Cassius Marsh all over again. I didn't have any fun there, man. I'm going to transfer. If, if I don't go to that play, I'm not having any fun here either. Everywhere I go. I had a kid tell me that one time. He'd been to four schools. We took him, right? Coach Walter, everywhere I go, people treat me like a jerk. <laughs> like, dude, I'm just going to say, have you ever stopped to consider the common denominator? He goes, what do you mean? Well, who's the common denominator in all the places that you've been? Well, me? Did you ever stop to think you might? No, of course not. So I'm talking last week. It's kind of funny. I was talking to a football guy and a basketball guy uh, on separate occasions. And the basketball guy had a great quote. I never thought of it quite like this, but it makes sense. It kind of goes back to the Saban story. Uh, he said, hey, everybody likes sausage, right? You like sausage, Jamie? Yeah, I don't like the way sausage is made. You don't want to know how it's made. Right. But you enjoy the sausage. When I go down to see my boy, uh, Steve Farmer at, at Dankin Trail, uh, and Steve and I go way back. One of my favorite places to go eat. They're not a, a sponsor yet, but they should be. Thank you. Oh, yes. but, but, yeah, I go yeah. eat it, but you don't want to know how it's made, dude. You really don't want to know how that's made. Just enjoy for what it is. Yep. And don't worry about it. It's the recruiting. It's the interaction, behind-the-scenes stuff in college football, college basketball. You really, really, really 
don't want to know what's going on there. No, and a lot of fans will will put their head in the sand. It's you know they don't care. Just the the final result is all they're interested in. And and at Alabama, I can promise you, if they're if they're really being honest, in LSU, it doesn't make any difference what school you're talking about. Most fan bases don't want to know what they had to do in order to get the really good players. Not only do they not care, they get mad when their school gets caught. Yeah, Alabama and, uh, and Auburn throwing shady. Oh, they cheat over yeah, there. They, they, it, it, it's just a matter to what degree and how good you are at it and what you can do to to cover. And it's a sad commentary. I agree. Uh, Jimmy, but, you realize this? But let's not fool ourselves. Kids aren't choosing certain schools because of their aerospace program. Well, you know, sometimes you're just choosing a situation because it's Vanderbilt. better. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's just a better – you know, I hear it all the time. It's in North Louisiana. We talk about football – this kid's going to, to West Monroe or he's going to OCR, wherever it is. It doesn't matter because they're, they're recruiting them, man. They're cheating. You know what? People want to go where they can be successful and where the successes have been had in the past. Uh, well, we've talked about the state of Florida recently, Terry, where they've just thrown their hands up and goes, to heck with it. Go where yeah, you want to go. Where you go. I mean, they have no jurisdictional lines or, or restrictions on where a kid can go it's just uh hey it's open season you ever notice nobody recuses somebody that sucks of cheating you yeah. ever notice that you don't you don't hear uh we're owing to and we cheated you, i don't think here at the sec meetings going on in destin this week i don't think you're going to see a lot of people bring up i cannot believe Derek mason and vanderbilt brought that up I, I can't believe how those son of a guns are trying to pull something over on us. I had a friend of mine that went that the school that he went to was under NCAA investigation, so they called him in. And he's telling me this is this is literally firsthand and telling me this. And the, the NCAA investigators down there, and they're talking about you know this player and that player. And the guy finally says, "Look, man, do you realize the guy think people cheated on the? They won like two games the year before. Do you really think people cheated to get these guys in here? <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Uh I mean, so it's – They're not cheating good enough then, yes. Well, I mean, it's, you know, Jamie, some places – like if, if my kid were in the marching band, right? all right, he really liked the marching band, there's a couple places in North Louisiana that are very, very good in marching band. Or they right. have a theater program. Or they have a, debate a choir team, a drama or a debate club. team. Yeah. You know, where I'm at, we got an e-sports team uh, in St. Frederick. Mm-hmm. Man, those guys love it. They do great at it. You know, whatever you're going to be involved in, uh, do well with it, but everybody's common crutch. Oh, they're cheating. Does it go on? Sure, but not nearly as prevalent as what uh, what people would like to think it is. Especially when you lose, it's your excuse. Absolutely. And Terry, uh, let me just, uh, if you don't mind, as we're as we're closing up shop here, about uh, a quote from Saban. He says, uh, "Saban believes changing the rule will create quote unquote free agency within the league." If we allow that to happen within the league, I think it will benefit some schools more than others, Saban said. And I think we're one of the schools that it would benefit, but I'm still not for it. So, uh, again, it's going to be a question as we get – it's one of these topics to discuss over the summer. You know who I would be for it, if where I was at? If I'm in a mid – of course, nobody's in a low major ever again. But if I'm in a mid major, I dude, I want free agency. Yeah, you do. Absolutely. Give it to me. Free agency. Because I'm going to get players in. My players are probably not going to leave. If they do, they're going to go down. Well, then you even see players like uh, this this Kirkland kid from uh, Tennessee who's going to transfer. He's got two years of eligibility left. And finally, Pruitt got to him and talked him out of it. I don't know if he's going to stay within the SEC. But, I mean, kids get they, – they, the grass is always greener, right, on the other side of the septic pond. And a lot of times with this Maurice Smith situation, that may have been the – 
the initial uh, shot across the bow to allow. And you've seen it, Terry. I mean, you're, you see the LSU is going to get the transfer, Joe Burrow from Ohio State. I see a kid transferring from a and is probably going to start at Syracuse. People want opportunities where they don't think they've got currently got them. I mean, I understand that, particularly in the minds of an 18- to 22-year-old kid. I think, you know, a lot of them feel like – and you can see Cassius Marsh – Hasn't really matured that much himself and after over, and he's over twenty two. And if you're so. LSU, nothing says success like uh, trolling and bringing in the ninth string quarterback of a mediocre Big Ten team. Uh, hey, go ahead and make those reservations for the final well, four, folks. Uh, you know, I, I think he's going to be pretty good, but who knows? I mean, it's you can't put it. It doesn't mean that you know getting a quarterback doesn't mean you're going to go ten and two. Uh, <laughs> not having one, make sure you're not. You listen yeah. to Sports Talk 977, Terry right. Walter. That's for sure. Jamie Fox. Uh, appreciate my boy Warren coming in here this morning with some with some food. It's always good to have food. Look at us. We're fat, jolly, and happy. And we're going to go have fun at work, folks. And, yes, I'd work for the Patriots. Yes, I would. Right now, I, if, if Bill Belichick wants me, I'll be happy to clean the bathrooms. And thanks to our sponsors today, GB Cooley. Our friends at Spinevelle, Vantage, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union, sponsoring the text and the hotline, and our Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet you're going to get anywhere, folks, in the free world. Go see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. For Jamie Fox, for John Tabor, wishing Sean Fox a sort of happy birthday. I'll uh, we'll see if we can get uh, Cassius March to... to Begala him with birthday wishes later on. Make sure you stay tuned for those guys. At 11. At 11 o'clock today. Oh, dear dear Lord, it's right. Is it lunchtime? So at least last I heard. Who knows? i, I got to take some Pepto for that one. Absolutely. At any rate, we'll be back tomorrow to entertain and enrage you folks. Until then, aloha. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday.